What's up, everybody? I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life, and whatever else comes up. We take a no-bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. Really? At the time of recording, you have to cough. Are you I know. kidding me? I was like, <coughs> how fucking inconsiderate. Very. Hey, par for the course for this week. Mm-hmm. So Literally. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all You're I'm lucky say. I didn't throw up for some random reason, just just because I ate. You're lucky I didn't just pass out and fall off my chair. <laughs> now I'm gonna be burping. Oh my god. Okay, you're disgusting. Oh Anyways. my god. Welcome back. Episode 51. 51. I'm so excited. Yes. This is a requested that every time. Well, it was kind of a requested episode. It was more of like an ask, right? Where somebody asked mm-hmm. me, Have you ever talked about this in the podcast? And I was like, Not specifically, but I am willing to. Right? Yeah. We talk about um, it literally all, all day, every day with clients. Yes. So, what we were talking about today is or are intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. Intrusive thoughts can come from a variety of things, right? I think a lot of times people think intrusive thoughts and they think trauma, which is very yeah. relevant. Intrusive thoughts related to, oh, cool. There's a helicopter outside. Okay. <laughs> I can't make this up. First, somebody was vacuuming the goddamn hallway. Then they were plowing the fucking parking lot. Now there's a helicopter circling my apartment complex. Okay. Ooh, can you hear us? I can't. I could. I felt like I could like a second ago, but I can't now. It's because I'm right by the hospital. It's like flight for life, and they oh. always. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So generally, when I see them, it's not. It's not a good thing. So. Anyways. Whoopsies. Intrusive thoughts can literally come from so many different things. And intrusive mm-hmm. meaning like it comes in when you don't want it to, right? Kind right. of comes out of fucking nowhere. The kind of interesting thing is, is that we all have them. Uh-huh. We all have them. Does that mean that it's because of a diagnosable disorder? Not always. No. It does not have to mean, oh my God, I must have OCD. Oh my God, I must have traumatized and I don't remember, right? Like, No, I have have heavy anxiety because I have these thoughts. I'm a a serial killer because I have these thoughts. No. After doing that anxiety training, it was very interesting to hear her talk about all of the clients that she has had and the intrusive thoughts that they've had. I mean, like so much so that she was talking about a client that she had that was having intrusive thoughts about like, being attracted to older men and somehow she internalized that as she was attracted to her dad. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. like, yeah, that's, I heard that. that's the connection that she made in her brain. Yeah. But then she made this statement and I was like, this is so true. And I talk about this with clients all the time. How many times have you been driving and you see like a semi coming the opposite direction? You're like, oh my God, what if I just like fucking went like Bam. this with my wheel yep. and I just got in a car crash? Yeah. That's an intrusive thought. Yes they happen. Or how many times have you been chopping fucking onions with a butcher knife? And you're like, what if I just slipped and cut my finger off right now? Yeah. What if I just drop this and stab myself? I've had those thoughts about my kid. Like when she was a baby, I was like, what if I just, what if she slipped in the bathtub? Like, like as a baby, baby, you know how like you're in their little state. What if I didn't pick her up? Yep. Like, what? what, what, like, what if I just shook her? Like, what if, what if I just snapped her? Like I, those thoughts, because you're operating out of that, that anxiety or that fear of like, Oh my God, I don't want this to happen because I love like your, your, um, your brain is attempting to show you what could potentially happen because you are attempting to step out of that vulnerability Mm -hmm. instead of like stepping in the vulnerability of the gratitudes of like, my God, I, you know, I love my Mm -hmm. child so 
much or, you know, whatever that, it, whatever the situation is. But like those thoughts happen all the fucking time, all the time. I can't tell you how many times I'm driving. I'm like, what if I just rant right off the road? Yeah. I've had thoughts of what if I'm holding Bug's hand and he runs across the street and gets hit by a car in front of me? Like literally, literally Nobody wants to have those thoughts. Yeah. What if There's I just hit, what if I hit a kid driving? Yes. Or like, <laughs> I'll see somebody riding their bike. I'm like, what if I just, like, <laughs> here's yeah. the thing. I don't want to do that. No. I'm not giving merit that I'm homicidal and I want to kill people riding the bike. That's <laughs> right. not what's happening, right? It's just intrusive what ifs yes. is what's happening. Yes. So here's the difference between people who have them and let them go and people mm-hmm. who struggle with anxiety is that people who struggle with anxiety give merit to those intrusive, intrusive thoughts as facts. So they breathe life into it and say, that's going to happen. That's definitely yes. going to happen. That's yes. true. I'm going to get hit by a bus tomorrow. Right. You kind of, or I'm going to kill grabs someone. It. I'm going to, yeah. yeah. Yes. Your anxiety grabs it and fucking runs with it and convinces <laughs> you that that's a factual statement. It's mm-hmm. your job to stop and be like, hold the fuck on. Where is there any proof that that shit is true? How does this, is make this sense? a fleeting yeah. thought? Yes. Yes. Is this a feeling? Cause you guys remember feelings and thoughts are not facts. Correct. They are things that just happen. We give them power. Mm-hmm. Yes. We give them power by assuming that they are a factual statement. Yes. Right. Yes. So because you are more in tune with trauma work with your EMDR, mm-hmm. how do you talk about intrusive thoughts with trauma victims? So when we're talking about intrusive thoughts, usually like people are associating it with flashbacks, mm-hmm. right? Of like, what if this happened? What if this happened? So like when we're doing EMDR, we, we don't really do EMDR on um, the intrusive thoughts or the flashbacks. It's more so like the memory and using that bilateral stimulation takes that emotional pull away from that memory, thus reducing their reaction to the stimuli of like Mm -hmm. what, what would trigger the flashback. So what in the motherfuck? I'm sorry. My phone just keeps goddamn buzzing. It literally was like, bing, 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 bing. I was like, Oh my God, I can't get my words together. Anyways. So I lost my little fidget. Um, So we, it doesn't necessarily work like that, but it's just more so giving them the, um, like knowledge and understanding to arm themselves with of just because this thought is happening or just because you have had these thoughts doesn't equate to that feeling like of like, what if I, what if it really does happen? What if I really want it to happen? So it's more so just like tackling the anxiety surrounding it. Sure. Of like, this is not who you are. This is, you know, like, so if it's someone with trauma of like, okay, um, well, think about your example with self and what you did with your reprocessing. Uh, you mean like the seizure? Yeah. Cause those, you have intrusive yeah. thoughts about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like anytime that I would hear her, mm-hmm. but so the reprocessing took care of that though. Sure. So like that, that, I mean, we could like do a, um, podcast episode on like EMDR and how it works. Sure. So, like have people understand, but it's not, it's not like a typical form of therapy. Like it's very in-depth, like you right. have to get the memory up. We have to really get that, um, the feel like you're in it. And then we go into using bilateral stimulation to be sure. able to reprocess it because re- using the bilateral stimulation allows you to go to a depth of the memory that potentially could have been cut off from you. So mm-hmm. like mine came, helped me come to the understanding of, of like how scared I was for me in that situation because everything was unknown and I was alone and I'm typically not good in emergency situations like that. 
So I think that's where like I attach to that fear of like, oh my God, well, I did it once, but what if I can't do it again? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it attached to. So that's where the intrusive thoughts would like, oh my God, I can't hear she's having a seizure in her room and I can't, you know, like whatever, whatever scenario I had made up. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and think about how many times in your life have you had a thought Mm -hmm. and maybe, maybe you never have. I have family members who function this way. And I'm like, I don't know how the fuck you get through your day, right? Where you call a family member and they don't answer and like, you're fucked. They died. They're fucking dead. They're on a yeah. fucking side of the road somewhere. Right. Like they go yeah. zero to 1000. So yes. quickly. So Whereas quickly. like me, I'm kind of like, Oh, they're probably busy. Unless for some reason it was a date, like Jeff, Jeff is a truck driver. So if the weather is bad, he doesn't answer. The thought is like, Oh my God, what if he got an accident? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, not always. Right. It happened the one time where there were like, where there was a string of semi accidents. Yes. And then I was like, Oh my God, what if it was him? But then also because I had just had that session of where, you know, a life was lost of someone that would have been like very close to like mine and Jeff's relationship. Like I think having that in the forefront of my mind and allowing that to, um, not take over, but like, I know that I was sensitive to that. I was empathetic to that. So I think that opened me up to the, the, um, susceptibility of falling into those, like, sure. Oh my God, type moments. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. Like, I also feel like that's too. of like, when we're in these anxious moments, like what is, what are we opening ourselves up to that's lowering our tolerance for, um, these distressing moments or intrusive thoughts? Like what, mm-hmm. where is our, um, like in, dialectical behavioral therapy, um, when you're doing like a behavior chain analysis, what are those vulnerabilities that are chomping away? I feel like to think of like a cartoon bomb in the fuse, yeah. right? Chomping away and making our reaction instead of this kind of slow burn of like, okay, I can correct it and put a coping skin that skill in there, you know, chopping the proverbial wick or like that, just that quick fire reaction of like, it's chopped, it's ate all of my fuse. And then I have just this short fuse and then I just blow up. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to look at those vulnerabilities to start challenging. I think when we're stressed out, when we're not sleeping, when we're not eating, when we're not working out, when we're not doing those things, that is all eating away at that flu- fuse. And then we go into these negative thoughts so much faster, mm-hmm. so much faster. And like, to me, to the nth degree higher, right? Like of, of it being like, well, maybe before it was like, oh, what if this would have happened? But now it's like, everyone's dead. Yeah. Everyone's dead. And Literally. I'm next. And yeah. And the other thing to ask yourself when you're having these intrusive thoughts and you're kind of giving them merit to ask Mm -hmm. yourself like, okay, but is this really effective for me to worry about something that we have no fucking idea if it's even true? Mm -hmm. The answer is going to be no. Correct. Because no amount of worrying about it is going to change whether or not it's going to happen. Correct. Here's the thing. Accidents happen. Bad things happen every fucking day. Mm -hmm. But to live your life in fear constantly of those bad things happening, it's taking away from your ability to enjoy, enjoy your life. Mm -hmm. or the life that you have with your loved ones. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Again, I have family who is constantly worried that something bad is going to happen. Is that going to change whether or not something bad is going to happen? No, no. So why are we giving so much energy into doing something like that? Right. Put energy into what we have control over, which is ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And what we do with those thoughts. The interesting thing too is And I tell people this all the time, the more you try to control your anxiety, the less control you have. It's the same thing for intrusive thoughts. The more you try to control them or stop them, the more intrusive they become. We're not looking to stop them. We're looking to identify what is an intrusive thought and what am I going to do with it? I'm going to be in my wise mind and let myself know it's just a fucking thought, bro. It's just a thought. That's all it is. Is it that easy? No, 
No. However, practicing and consistency and putting effort into it, absolutely, it does become an easy moment because I think you and I have done really well at being like, I'm not going to build bridges of anxiety to situations that haven't happened yet. Yep. Because you start to being being in your wise mind and being in this present moment, you understand what is important in this moment. Yep. I do not in this moment have time to think about what the fuck's going to happen next week. Despite no. having a very challenging week this week, I could absolutely allow that to ruin my weekend and and have this like fear mongering of what the next week is going to look like and then yep. spiral right what is not going to be helpful is spiraling nope it's just not i'm going to allow myself to feel the feelings of what this week was and what what happened what i went through even this morning be having a challenging morning it literally every fucking morning but yep. like being able to understand that there are going to be parts of this day that are difficult and parts of this week that have been almost unbearable here's the thing i've made it through every bit of my bad days. I'm, I'm still and your whole ass life and my whole ass life. Mm-hmm. So even, even if I felt like, man, that was the, that was the worst of it. I'm still here. Yep. And so I'm going to attempt to rest and relax and enjoy the weekend for what it is. And then move forward with the next week, understanding that I will meet the week with what I have. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a client yesterday about how she's kind of have having some job dissatisfaction where she gets really frustrated with work. If something doesn't go according to plan. And I was giving her the example of, you know, when I worked at the hospital, no two days were ever the fucking same. Literally somebody who is like anxious or OCD. That's very fucking hard to deal with. And for me, that led to me being angry every goddamn day that I was at work. It's like, you're so mad. Because in my brain, I'm like, okay, I have this session, this session, I have group. Okay. That's how my day is going to go. Nope. Sorry. No. Within the first five minutes, that could be torn to shreds. Literally. I had to learn either I'm going to go ahead and continue to be fucking mad every single day about my life and my job, or I'm going to accept the fact that my job is unpredictable and I have to deal with it as it comes. Right. Like it makes me feel better because I thought I was just dealing with like anger and I didn't know how to deal with it. Sure. So I think it's, I know mindfulness is a buzzword. I get it. But here's the thing. That's like the core of all mindset work is to understand what the fuck is happening right now. What is in your head right now? What do you have control over right now? What are you feeling right now? Right? Not what did you feel two weeks ago? What mm-hmm. can I possibly feel next week? What am I going to feel like in five years? None of that fucking shit matters. And that's what I love about dialectical behavioral therapy. Like I love CBT, right? But CBT yeah. to me is more reactive than proactive. And I feel sure. like DBT is proactive. A CBT is like, okay, how did you feel like this? Why did you feel like this? And DBT mm-hmm. is like, you were feeling that right now. What are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it. And mindfulness, yeah, it may be a buzzword right now, but like that shit has been around since for, for fucking, fucking uh, 1500 BC. Like you yeah. think the monks were just... They just made it up, you know, in 2015 and that's how it started going forward. No, that's been something that has always been because you have to, you cannot deal with the present moment. If you are not in your brain in the present moment, you can't. Yep. I think you and I experienced that though this week where we're like, I don't even feel like I'm in my body. I don't feel like I'm in my head. Like it was, it's just been an emotionally heavy taxing week. And so being mindful was harder this week. And I was Mm -hmm. thinking about, you know, my, in my journal, the last prompt for nighttime is a positive thought for the next day, bitch for like three days. I was like, none, like I had nothing. My my brain was like, I am like Swiss cheese. I ain't got fucking shit positive about. Yeah. That's how I know that I'm not, I'm not present and in my body. I still was doing my practices. I was still, you know, meditating and journaling, but I think a part of me was like, I just have to get through it. Like, I just have to check the box. 
You right. have to put your head down and grind through it. You have because there's no other option. Yep. There's no other option for us. Yep. And I'm not saying that there's other options for other people. I'm speaking to what I know. I know yep. you and I and how our schedules are and what our lives entail and what they require of us. There's no other option. Mm-hmm. I will tell you this, this week has definitely been challenging and it still will be, you know, I'm going into a celebration of life for my, one of my best friend's moms tomorrow. It's going to be heavy. It's going mm-hmm. to be thick. Here's the thing. What has really helped me is doing my practices. Mm-hmm out in the morning, having my coffee, being able to do my budgeting and writing my goals and gratitudes. And like, I'm not going to say that I do them every single morning, right? Sometimes it's mid afternoon. Sometimes I'm like, you know what, just get the gratitudes on paper. You're not doing your goals today. Right. I like this week without fail. It's just been like, I wake up and that's what I do it. Cause it, that habit, that routine just took over. And I'm so thankful for it because out of, out of all of the situations that have happened this week, I can absolutely be like, there are no gratitudes. Yep are none. Like I woke up. Okay. Like, yep. and that's what I tell people. Like you can get the big ones down first, but that's not what you're living for. Yeah. I'm not like, that's not what's bringing me joy. Oh, I woke up today. Like, no, my negative mindset could then take it to like, yeah, another day of fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's not really something that my brain deems is a value. Am yep. I thankful for my life? Absolutely. Please sure. do not mistake that message. However, there are things like being able to look at we had another masterclass that was complete and I feel good about it. And like, I was able to order fun pieces for vacation to see if I like them or if they fit my body. Right. I'm not going to go to my clothes that potentially don't fit from last year and be like, your body is a piece of shit. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to order different things and see what flat, what's flattering and what's not and then return what's not. Mm -hmm. And then being, you know, I have a completed to-do list yesterday. I don't remember the last time I had a completed to-do list, but I made sure that I was like, bitch, get your shit done because it makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. Like rely on the things that you know, feel good. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the other thing of like making sure that you're falling into those rituals when these intrusive thoughts are coming up, like mindfulness is huge. Wise mind and getting into it is huge. And if you don't know what we're talking about, there's a subscriber episode that we talk about the three states of mind that you can subscribe to the podcast for you just subscribe for the month. You would be able to get all of the subscriber content, listen to it all. And then you can unsubscribe if you so choose. It's completely fine, but Mm -hmm. you then get the content and the understanding of what we're talking about. And then I also think Steph, you wanted to say, or like embark on it a little bit further. Yeah. So we have an anxiety masterclass coming up March 22nd and 24th. This episode airs on the ninth. So you guys have plenty Mm -hmm. of time to um, register for it. So with this anxiety training that I did, that I'm so thankful that I did because it's given me a wealth of knowledge. There are steps to using your wise mind to deal with intrusive thoughts. Those will all be shared in the masterclass because I think it's really important that it's in like a container where, you know, people can ask questions and like get feedback and ask for clarification. Right. So there is like a six step process to using your wise mind in order to challenge yourself when these intrusive thoughts come up that you then are becoming obsessed over and just yeah. can't let them go. Right. Intrusive mm-hmm. thoughts will be consuming if yes. you allow them to be mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I've talked to Mari about intrusive thoughts that I've had. She's been able to like walk me through it or validate like, Hey, it's a thought. I know it fucking sucks. I know it's really scary, but like, let's not, let's not make it go farther. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes and the power that you're, you're yeah. Yeah. You need another person because the power that you're giving it, like you get stuck in that spiral. It's like getting stuck in like a whirlwind or a tornado or like a wash cycle. You can't get yourself out because you're already in the thick of it. Yep. 
And sometimes you don't have other people to help you, but that's where these tools come in handy of like, you don't necessarily need somebody else to help you, but you have the steps. And even if, even if you just do the steps and it doesn't necessarily work, you are framing in your brain, you're setting that mind, that mindset work of literal creating that synapse in your mm-hmm. brain that you attempted it. And the more times you use and choose that synapse, that road, I like to tell people it looks like a bike path, right? Mm-hmm. The more times you choose that road, you are you are laying down the framework for that bike path. You are laying down the gravel, then you're cementing it, then you're putting park benches up, then you're like the more that you use it, the more. Um, the stronger it gets. So mm-hmm. like, that's the important thing to know. You're not going to get it off the bat. No, you're not going to, you're not going to be like, Oh, intrusive thought. Okay. Challenge you. And now it'll never happen again. I I literally still think I, like this morning working out my intrusive thoughts, because I love working out on the Pelotons. I never work out in front of them. I turn sideways. I'm always afraid. Like I'm going to damage the screen. Like that it comes up mm-hmm. every day, but in my head, I just adjust my behavior so that I, my behavior is challenging that intrusive thought. So I don't even necessarily need to give it thought anymore because my behavior is doing what I need to do for it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I was, as you were talking, I was thinking about how intrusive thoughts definitely then lead to cognitive errors. And if you get stuck in cognitive errors with no way out, you are going to convince yourself that what you're thinking is true and that it's actually going to happen. And this is not, I want you guys to understand when I'm saying these things, it's not me blaming you for your thoughts or telling you that you're doing something wrong in the sense of like, let's take responsibility for what we're doing with our thoughts though. Right. If I allowed myself to be consumed by my intrusive thoughts every day, I would be a non-functioning fucking human being. I'm being quite honest, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. I would not be able to provide therapy. I would not be able to engage with people. I would not be able to get up and go to work. Right. Right. Because I would be consumed with these thoughts that are coming in that flood me sometimes where then I feel like I can't, like I'm stuck in a maze. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm not going to do that because I know that that's creating distress for me and discomfort and it's not helpful mm-hmm. at all. And it's what's not helpful not is then telling yourself like, it's your fucking fault. You're here. It's your, this, here's the thing. This is a news flash for everybody breaking news. This just in, it does not always have to be somebody to blame. Like I know that our brain loves finding, you know, the root, the, the why, the, mm-hmm. the starting point. And I, sometimes that is extremely helpful in therapy. Sometimes mm-hmm. that is necessary. Mm-hmm. However, it is not always going to be there. There isn't always going to be a pretty why there isn't nope. always going to be a pretty start of a problem. So then it's like, okay, that's where I'm starting. Sometimes we have to understand that this is the behavior that's happening. These are the thoughts that are happening. I don't like them and I want to change them. Yep. It's not like, oh, you're such a piece of shit because you think this way. We all think that way. Yes. All of us, literally everybody on this earth having a human experience has had these thoughts, yep. have these thoughts. They do. And if they're like, I don't know, oh, you're fucking lying. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're, you're just lying. not paying attention to them, but you have them. Uh, Right. But here, but and even if you're not paying even, attention, I'm good for you. <laughs> well, and in my mind, I was saying like the step further too. Maybe you don't have intrusive thoughts, but you still definitely operate in cognitive errors. So oh, yes. either way, you're you're like you're you're participating. Yep. So understand that you're not the only person. There's no need to tack on shame. It's it's there's no need for even guilt mm-hmm. at this point. It's just let's let's recognize like okay, this isn't serving me anymore. Time to move forward. Yep. And you could do that in the anxiety masterclass. Yes, you sure can. Yes, <laughs> you really you sure can. can. So excited for that. I literally can't wait. I'm also excited that we're taking it like more scientific. Yes. I'm scientific-y. excited. Do you like that? Yep. Um, yep. Because I think learning about the brain is so exciting mm-hmm. and you learned about it in the anxiety and I learned about it from the, the 
like aspect of trauma and like how the brain is built and uh, it just I love it. That that stuff makes me so happy. Because that's like concrete information people can yes. hang on to, right? Of yes. like, okay, so this is how my brain functions. This is what's happening. This is like a visual representation of what's yeah. going on inside my brain. Yeah. And you're not, you can't argue with it. And that's exactly. why I like wanted to. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So if you have any questions surrounding the masterclass that is coming up that at the time of airing, it will be two weeks, please reach out to us at Rewriting Her Story podcast on Instagram. Steph is at Spooky Fit Mom on Instagram. I am at BEA Spooky, Spooky Fit Mom 13. Yes. I am at BEA underscore XO 11. I was like, that is fucking wrong. There are numbers there. And then we are at Rewriting Her Story Podcast on Instagram um, for our Gmail handle and then also on YouTube. And these, all these recordings are on YouTube, guys. Full recordings. The podcast recordings will always be full. The You guys get a little sneak peek for the um, PS episodes and then some of the older PS episodes that we did not have for su- subscribers only are also on there too. So check it out. Check it out. This we will talk good. to you guys soon. It was a really good one. I liked it. I was like, we can't get off without saying that because we see that literally at the end of every podcast. <laughs> this is good. I feel good about this. <laughs> I love that we say that for ourselves to validate. Like it feels good. Every time. Every time. Literally without fail. <laughs> we love you guys. We look forward to talking and seeing you all very, very soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.